Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to our Friday message. Being a Christian who is fruitful and able to bear fruit after your own kind is one of the main purposes of God's calling for our lives. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you some of the reasons why you should be determined to bear fruit as a Christian, and you will also learn that you can judge exactly who a person is dependent on the kind and level of fruit they are able to bring forth spiritually. Discover from today's teaching how there is more to Christianity than simply attending church or being content with being on the sidelines and not getting involved in the great work of building the kingdom of God through the winning of souls. Give the Lord a clap offering. As we gather me your speech work within us as we gather living glorify your
Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm also glad to be back. I was away last Sunday in um, New York City. I had to be at a conference in um, New Orleans, and then I was in New York after that. And um, church is doing very well. Um, then we had a camp meeting, a shepherd's camp in New Jersey. And we had our, our people coming from all over North America for the camp meeting. It was a powerful time. We had people coming from um, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, and Toronto, Canada. The Toronto people came in two cars. They drove all the way, 11 hours, 12 hours driving. And um, it was a very powerful time. Hallelujah. I'm glad four years ago exactly we started our church in New York with six people and um, today we are spread out all over and uh, it's growing and it's working. Hallelujah. Are you glad about that? And uh, we really thank the Lord. I was really impressed with the way they came for the camp meeting. Just a segment of the church but you know there were people from all over, um, well over a hundred people at the camp for Americans, doctors, some of them lawyers, workers, I mean over a hundred of them to be sitting there for two days, three days, they've left their American work. It's a miracle. (laughs) And they were there, we had a camp meeting, I preached from morning to evening, to night, to day, morning, day and night, and uh, they were blessed. We were all blessed. Hallelujah. The theme was going deeper and doing more for God. And um, it was a powerful time. We had Pastor Richard also 
Uh, Pastor Eddie was there. Pastor Richard from London came over. But some of the London pastors decided to just come for the camp meeting. And um, we thank the Lord. We appointed some new pastors in New York City. Uh, Elder Payne used to be in the church in Laboni. Was appointed as a pastor. And uh, one of my friends, Dr. Nosh, was also appointed as a pastor in New York. Um, and uh, Pastor Joel's wife also was appointed as a pastor. So we are blessed with more ministers everywhere. Amen. Are you glad about that? And then also in uh, London, I was also there for just one night, just on Friday. We had a millennium anointing service. And uh, it was a powerful anointing service. I, uh, I told them I had to be outside London for, to see to somebody who was critically ill. And so I, I was driving, driving so many hours. And I told them to close the service by 12 but they did not obey my instructions and by 12 o'clock midnight the whole church was full when i came i thought that they had closed that they were waiting for me they had got oil olive oil <laughs> and the whole church was full londoners sitting there at midnight and i said lord help your children and uh, it was a good time amen. amen so we thank the lord for what he's doing and what he's doing everywhere praise the lord we want to encourage you to really do your best because God is really moving. He's working. This is a blessed church. Hallelujah. And let me just make a quick announcement also before I forget. Um, we have begun a new association of charismatic churches. It's called the NAC, National Association of Charismatic and Christian Churches. And I am the coordinator of that association. I'm the leader, as it were. And... Um, we are launching it and inaugurating it sort of uh, this week. And uh, the venue for that is going to be way up at Lagon. Reverend Steve Menses Church is going to be the venue. And our speaker every night is Reverend Adeboe coming from Nigeria. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's a, a joint meeting of all our churches. And so I want to encourage everyone to make sure you make a date Wednesday evening, Thursday evening, Friday evening, especially if you want to be a leader, a pastor, you have a vision to do well in the Lord, make sure you are there. We are going to organize buses from here. There will be at least three buses every night. If you want to come free transport, well, I don't know if it will be free, but there will be a bus uh, moving from here, probably to be free from here. Um, every evening. Amen. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday evening from here. How many are going to make sure you are there? Don't miss Reverend. I remember Reverend George. Adeboe has been here a few times. It's going to be a powerful time. The theme is uh, fulfill your ministry. Alright? Fulfill your ministry. So make full proof of your ministry. That is the theme. So all pastors, shepherds, compulsory, the buses have been provided for you to help you to be there. Amen. So make sure you are there and join in all the, most of the major charismatic churches are part of this. I think we also need an association. Is that not so? Yes. We, need, we need some kind of a body which we belong to. We are still members of all other bodies. You can be a member of a thousand and one things. Amen. So we are members of Ghana Pentecostal Council. 
even we have applied to Christian Council, we are members of all those, but we are also forming a charismatic body and it is working. Hallelujah. Many people are against it, but it's working. There are many people who are trying to spoil it, but it's working. Hallelujah. As usual, anything that you try to do, there are some people who make themselves crabs, want to destroy. But the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, I believe I began to share about why we should bear fruits. Is that not so? So I want to continue um, on that line. Why we should bear fruit as a Christian. Alright, so let's call this message Millennium Fruits. Fruits for the Millennium. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, one of the reasons why we must bear fruits is to show that we are real Christians. Matthew chapter 7 Verse number 20, what does it say? Pardon? Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Alright? So the first reason is so that you can be known. Amen. So that you can be known. Who are you really? You know a person by his fruits. Not by his car. Amen. 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 But in our society, we look at people's cars to determine who they are. But that is wrong. We look at people's possessions. Where, what they have. Do you have a house? Do you have a motorcycle? Do you have a car? And so we assess people by what they have. By their clothes. When a person wears a nice boo-boo, you say the person is prospering, you know, and things like that. So the Bible tells us that we shall know them, we shall know people by their fruits. And so this is why it is important as a church and as individuals that we bear fruits. Because there is no way we can really know you by your possessions or even by what you say. What you say is not going to tell us who you really are. You are going to be known by your fruits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so from today, I want you to decide to know somebody or know about a person more by the fruits they bear than by anything else. And that is the way you can relate with the person. So, if I see a tree outside and I want to know which type of tree is this, I don't do anything. All I have to do is to wait for the fruits. Now, what you must understand is that most trees look alike. Is that not so? Good trees and bad trees look alike. Mango trees and neem trees and orange trees and what other trees? Papaw trees, pear trees, cocoa trees, and all the other species of trees. Odum, wawa trees, shedwa trees, sapele trees, mahogany trees, 
Many trees look alike. In fact, as you go through the forest, if you ever get a chance to go to Legon Botanical Gardens, you will find out that by, on, on some of the trees, they have names. If you ever go to Aburi Botanical Gardens, you will find on the trees, you find names. Because you can't really know the difference between the trees by just looking at the trees. And so we can't know the difference between Christians by just looking at them on the outside. By looking at you, how nice you look on Sunday morning. Everybody looks nice. Is that not so? Even if your house is upside down, when you come out of your room, you look nice. In fact, some of the nicest people come from wild rooms. <laughs> is that not so? Is that not so? Yeah. If we were to go with you now, some of you are imagining your home right now. How you left it when you were coming. If, if your pastor said, I'm coming with you, I'm going home with you right now, you will not be happy about it. You will want to say, please, uh, let me go first. <laughs> you can come, you know, in an hour's time. I need at least one hour to organize the whole place. So, you can't really know so much about the person by, you know, looking at, at the person on the outside. You can't know a person by looking at his car or her car. You can't know a person by looking at his possessions. You know a person by looking at his fruits. What are your fruits? Your fruits are the things you produce. Fruit is what you produce. You bring forth. That comes from your activities. Now, spiritually, you are supposed to bring forth something. Church is not just coming to look at me. I'm not an actor. I'm not Rambo. I'm not Super Odi. I'm not acting a play for you. This is not a drama. I'm preaching to you. I'm trying to get you to line up with the word of God. I'm trying to help you to walk in the will of God. I'm not acting a play. I'm not a joker. There may be some things that are funny, but I'm not here cracking jokes. I'm not here trying to make people happy. You can see, what's the name on Saturdays? The one that they just, they just play. Concert party. Yeah, this is not a concert party. This is church. And I'm sharing the word of God with you. I'm feeding you with the word. In fact, what I am doing now is what we call feeding. I'm actually feeding you spiritually. For what? For what purpose? So that you will grow up and also give birth to some fruits. And not just come to church, warm the pews, watch us as we do the work of God. No, there is more to Christianity. In fact, do you know why, do you know why many people fall away after a while? Because after a while, you get tired of hearing and hearing and hearing. After a while, you may say, well, I know all my pastor's sermons. Some of you, as I'm preaching, say, oh, I know what he's preaching about. He's preaching about why you should bear fruit. Even I've got the book in the house. Since you know so much, why don't you bear fruit for us to see? Since you know so much. 
Knowledge puffs up. After a while, when you have received and received and received, you just become proud. You become a commentator and a spectator. You become someone who is just giving your opinion and often your opinion is not worth much. I'd rather listen to somebody who is doing something. Amen. Coming to church on Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. I mean, that is not Christianity. Ah! If that's your Christianity, your Christianity is really boring. And I wouldn't be surprised if you backslide. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, after all, you meet a young man who looks, sounds, looks exciting. He offers you love, excitement. He offers you happiness. He says, come work with me, honey, baby sugar. Let's be together. I mean, that will sound more. He'll pick you in his nice car, air-conditioned car, take you a buy spring rolls for you, rice, Chinese, Sweet and sour pork. <laughs> Chicken with green vegetables or whatever. And it looked nice, exciting. He plays his music in the car. All your sweat goes away because his car is so cold. I wouldn't be surprised. You just have to come to church on Sunday and they'll be talking, 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 what you hear every week. At a point, you'll be tired. If that's all you're Christian, I wouldn't be surprised. If you fall away, I wouldn't be surprised. So if all that you do is watch us as we do God's work, I pity you. If you get involved, you will never be bored. You know, since I became a Christian, I became a Christian in secondary school. I didn't give my life to Christ at full gospel after all my chickens died or something bad happened to me. I gave my life to school, my life to Christ in school as a young man. And I've served the Lord all those years up till now. I finished university um, more than 10 years ago. In fact, I went to the university 17 years ago. 18 years ago. And I've been serving the Lord all through. Never to the left or to the right. Now, some people say, oh, today we are up, tomorrow we are down. Today we are up. I have not been up and down. I'm always up, moving. Amen. And I've always been climbing higher. Amen. Amen. Because Christian, for me, I don't join boring things. I don't get involved in useless activities. I get involved in something, and I'm a young man. And I have red hot blood in me. I know I'm almost 50, but I'm still young. No, when I say I'm almost 50, I'm still, in 13 years, I'll be 50 years old. Can you see some gray hairs? Amen. And so I am telling you something that to be a young person and to serve the Lord, the thing must be interesting. When you go abroad, you find the pastors, even in Switzerland, they, the pastors don't believe in God. The pastors of the they don't believe in God. That's why they have a church with a thousand members, thousand seats, and only 11 old, old men and old women remaining in the church. Because the pastors themselves don't believe in God. The thing that they are doing, they've, they've watched and they don't even love it. They don't even love it anymore. But I tell you, Christianity... Is something so exciting, so interesting that people have given their lives for it and to it. When 
The Basel Mission sent missionaries to Ghana in 1835. 1837, 1839, and 1841, or, or whenever the dates are. There were young men who came. Three of them would come and they would die within three years. And they would go back and say, we need some more people. And they would say, any three more, any more three people who are ready to, to go to Africa. If today Africa is poor, I don't know how poor it was 100 years ago. And they came, young people, they came and they gave their lives for it. Come here. You see this young man, he's a young man. Some of, some of you, you wonder, he's a young man. He's a young man. He's a pastor. When he was in, in, in school, in university, he was leading our campus church, preaching. He was in school, doing his course, passed his exams, preaching, witnessing, winning souls, doing God's work. He's going as a missionary. He's happy to go. His heart is in it. Every week after week, he's waiting for the time that he can go and perhaps die for Christ. And some of you, <laughs> you, are just, you are just waiting for the service to be over. <laughs> You're just waiting for them to finish. Preaching. I know the message that he is going to preach. And look at this, look at that. Young man, can't you see? That? Yeah, he's not married. But he has a beloved, mind you. <laughs> People are, people are so excited about the thing. And you are just watching. Mm. What are they coming to say now? <laughs> and you just watch and watch and watch. Oh, your Christianity is not sweet. I said your Christianity is not sweet. Pastor, I don't understand why, why people are enjoying it. You don't understand. You may not understand why a woman has a baby. And she's happy to have a baby, to be pregnant. She, her whole body changes. She's happy that the change has come. She goes to dis misbehave at the labor ward. She is happy that she has gone to misbehave. She comes home. She cannot work. She cannot do normal things. She's happy that she, she's so happy to bring forth fruits. You cannot imagine the joy of serving God. Hallelujah. You can't imagine. Unless you taste it and you get involved in it. You, people look at me and say, ah, are, are you happy? Me? Am I happy? If you give me a million dollars to go to America and do whatever, I would, I would take your million dollars and throw it back in you. I'll burn it for you to see that it's worthless. Oh, I'm serious. Were you to dash me a million dollars, I should stop what I'm doing. Can't you see that even though they've broken down our walls, set up committees and all sorts of things, we are still working. We are even building here in Kolegono. It's too nice to stop. It's too nice to stop. We are too blessed to stop now. It's too good to serve the Lord. 
Give me, give me the mic. Thank you. Huh? Brother, would you like to die for Christ? Sure. Sure. If I was to ask you, would you like to die for Christ? <laughs> Some of you cannot even stop watching Sunset Beach to come to church. How much more to live your whole life? Your whole life. You live your life. Sunset Beach, you can't stop. Bold and beautiful, you can't stop. Pray, you can't pray. Let me tell you something. It's time for you to rise up and stop watching. Stop watching me and say, Oh, the bishop is wild. The way he's preaching, fat and breast. Stop all that and start coming to be part of the thing. Stop that rub there. I said, Stop that rub there. Tell someone, Stop that rub there. Amen. I want you to enjoy Christianity. I said, I want you to enjoy Christianity. Don't take God as only somebody who's going to give you nice things. Take God as someone to serve and to bear fruit, and all those nice things will come into your life. Thank you, my brother. Amen. So, the first reason why you must bear fruit is what? To show that what? So that you can be known for what you really are. Don't marry somebody who doesn't bear fruit. Don't just marry somebody who just, who just comes to church. There are a lot of people in the church. Know the person. How will you know the person, Pastor? Oh, you, I'll go to his house and know him. No, you can't know a person by going to his house. Oh, I'll go to his job and I'll know all about him. When I, no, 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 you can't know a person by his, his work. You can't really know a person by those things. Marry somebody who is known. You know a person by his fruits. By his fruits, you know him. Because if a person is committed to God so much that he's prepared to do what he has to do, let's say to pray, to wait on God. Let's ask yourself this question. Let me show you, let me show you something. Many young men who look very cool and they look like they will be their ideal husbands, many of them are very some way at home. Oh yeah, some of them are so some way. They look very cool when they come. They look very nice. They look very decent and hello, how are you? Everything's okay. We are fine. Things are okay. They come to church in and out. Everything looks good, but they are very beastly. If you marry them, will be tied. And, and, and sometimes people who are married to such people, they say, ha, the person looks cool outside. But if you are in the house with him, you will see fire, fire. Fire will burn you. They look so holy, so humble, so decent, so organized, but you don't know what is going on there. You can't really know a person by how the person... There are some people who have baby faces. You see, they, 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 they look, their face looks... There are some people whose face is bony. You can see that the face is hard. But some people, their face looks smooth and very... I mean, when you see the person, the person smiles. Oh, I, I mean, this is actually James Bond himself who has come. 
You can't know a person by just looking at the person outside. Don't, 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 don't just marry somebody who just comes around and, and looks good. No. No. Many people who look good to marry are not good to marry. It looks good to marry them. Take it from me. This is my work. This is my work. It looks good to marry them, but it's not good to marry them at all. Let me show you the relationship. You see, when a person is so committed, he's so committed to pray, he's so committed to serve the Lord, he's so committed to go to somebody's house to follow up the person, it tells you something. What does it tell you? It tells you that the person is so committed to obeying God's word. Uh-huh. Now that he's committed, so committed to obeying God's word in this area, when you marry such a person and then an area of life comes up, he will also be so committed to obey God in that area of your marriage or whatever it is. So when you see a person who is bearing fruit in God, it tells you that this person is at least committed to the word. When they say pray, he's prepared to pray. When they say fast, he's prepared to fast. When they say study the word, he's prepared. He wants to obey God. So when it comes into marriage and then the practical issues of life, you come, once again, he will have, of course, to learn certain things which he doesn't know. Such a person will have to. And because he's committed, he would have, I am committed to making my marriage work. I'm committed to loving my wife to the very end. I'm committed. Either I die or she dies or Christ comes. We are in the thing to the last point. That is my commitment. And my commitment is to love her and no one else. It is, it is, a com- it is something that the word of God, you, if you are committed to the word of God, then you are committed to something. But you, you just look at someone who looks nice on the outside. Take it from me, my dear friend. Take it from me. Just look at you. Say, oh, I love you. And, and some, of, some of these people, they, they look so, I don't know, some people, I don't know whether they are born to be ambassadors or they just look, you know, they just look deplo- they just look nice. They just look, they just look so great. And they have all the right things to say. They just put their hand on and say, I'll, I'll take care of her. <laughs> I'll take care of her. Don't worry. And they just hold their hand over him. And then they, they, they don't show, they just. I'll take care of you. I'll take and they, they have a way of walking. You follow that thing. The same ambassador, he will come to the house, he will knock you on your head and say, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can know people by just looking at their fruits. Because all the trees look alike. All the trees are wearing ties. All the trees are wearing nice suits. All the trees are smiling. How do you know which tree is a good tree? All the trees have done their hair. 
We brothers too, we need discernment. It's not all smiling trees. Sisters who are good to marry. Oh yeah. Some people have been so surprised after they got myself. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. I can't imagine. Nobody knows the trouble I see since I married you. There are some people who look so nice outside. <laughs> Ladies, when you get home, they will organize you, realize you are nothing. <laughs> if, if you think you are a man, if you think you are a man, they will show you that you are a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to know ourselves. I said we've got to know ourselves. So that your marriage will be good one day. If you are young, you're not married. Learn from what I'm saying. Don't don't experience what others have experienced and then go and say, and then you, you marry then later you say, hey, the bishop was saying it's true. If I, I should have actually listened to what he was saying at that time. Why don't you listen now? But the guy is sweet. In fact, the way he, our raps, <laughs> you shall not know them by their raps. Some people have wild raps. Yay. When they give you the raps, you now you'll be dying. You know the raps. Those raps that you are the only mosquito in my net, those ones, they are old-fashioned raps. The latest ones. Were you created or were you crafted? Were you created or were you? Say, when a man stands and says, Were you created or were you crafted? Look at say, Are you real? Are you real? Are you real? Is it possible that you are real? You're so beautiful. Wow. You now your heart will be bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. You shall, when he's, as, you know what? When it comes to you and he says, Were you created or were you crafted? What do you say? I'll know you by your fruits. I'll know you by your fruits. Are you real? I'll know you by your fruits. Yeah. I know you by your fruits. I know you by your fruits. You're so beautiful. I'm shivering. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> you must decide to bear fruits. Don't look at raps or listen to foolish talking. 
Are you real? Of course, of course I'm real. Can't you see that I'm sitting here? The second reason that you must bear food is so that is because it is the first step to your prosperity. The first step to your prosperity. It's a first step to your prosperity. How many want to prosper? You want to prosper. Amen. I want to prosper too. And God wants you to prosper. Now, the step to prosperity is like, this is prosperity, right? And, and the step to prosperity is bearing fruit. Because the Bible says, I wish that thou mayest prosper us or on condition that your soul or your spiritual life is also prospering. So your financial prosperity is there, but you've got to step onto the spiritual prosperity to get to your financial prosperity. Hallelujah. So the step to your prosperity in this life, whatever area of life, is bearing fruit, prospering spiritually. And as you prosper spiritually, all things, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, all things are going to be added as you seek the kingdom of God first. I see you bearing fruit from today in Jesus' name. From today, you're not just going to watch. Oh, get involved. Get involved. Don't, don't let anything be an excuse. I tell you, I, I'm so glad that the spirit that we have in the church, even when you go abroad, you see it. You see doctors. I mean, American doctors who don't have time. Sometimes they can go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning and they come home at 1 a.m. the next day and go back to work at 6 a.m. That's how they work. And such people are being able to pastor churches, visit people, do God's work, even over there. Thank God. If you learn it here, one day when God sends you to some other place, you'll be able to continue doing his work over there. And you will not fall away and backslide because of all the things you see around. God is making you bear fruit from today in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Jesus, I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more like you. Oh Jesus, I wanna be more. I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be more. I wanna be more. the Lord.
Let there be fruits. Let there be fruits. Let the spirit of barrenness be taken away from our midst. Let us go forth. Let us go forth. Let us go forth in strength, in bearing fruits from today, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. And as every head is bowed, every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I, want, I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to go to heaven. I want you to pray for me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray a special prayer before we close this service. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand upstairs at the back. You don't want to go home today without me praying with you, especially to give your life to God. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand high so I can see God bless you. All those who've lifted your hands, I want to pray a special prayer with you. I want you to come from where you are standing. Come to me in front here. Come, my sister, my brother, from wherever you are. All upstairs. Come all the way to the front here. And I'm going to pray with you specially. God is going to touch your life. Come all the way. There's room. There's room at the cross. close your eyes and say Lord Jesus today I realize that I am a sinner I realize that I don't know you please forgive me for all my sins I accept Jesus Jesus Christ as my master and my Lord and my Savior from this moment I am born again I will serve the Lord Jesus. I will serve the Lord Jesus. So help me God. Dear Lord, please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today. For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.